you know, for years, well, obviously we didn't think we could bill out anything for these type of procedures. And so it was always a cash-based service. But you're saying that there's actually a way to get this approved through various insurance companies, right? Yeah, absolutely. Medicare being one of them. Medicare is starting to see the value in the amniotic products. And they've given Q codes to several products that are FDA approved. And we've gone in and built it, worked with them to figure out what the requirements are, what medical necessity is, and we're able to get paid. Welcome to the Regenerative Warrior Podcast, Doctor's Edition. One of the fastest growing regenerative medicine and anti-aging podcasts in the world. Each and every Tuesday and Thursday, I talk to the top experts to show doctors how to market, manage, and magnify their practice to help more people and make more money. Each episode is short and to the point without wasting your time with pointless conversation. Learn the skills to be successful without traveling to seminars or paying for expensive consulting fees. Are you ready? Because I am. I'm Dr. Ross Carter, and it's time to start the Regenerative Warrior Podcast now. Before we begin, have you ever considered publishing a book? Most medical professionals have really no idea how powerful a book can be to build their brand. It's a great way to show your expertise, to build your practice with clients that actually can afford your care, and finally, really make the money that you deserve. If you'd like to see how publishing a book can help you, simply go to drrosscarter.com and set up a consultation with me for free. Back to the show. Welcome to the Regenerative Warrior Podcast. My name is Dr. Ross Carter. Today, our guest will be talking about how you can actually bill out for regenerative amniotic fluid injection. So I'm so excited. Please introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Lisa. I am a certified professional coder and I own a medical billing company that specializes in uh, regenerative medicine. Fantastic. So, you know, for years, well, obviously we didn't think we could bill out anything for these type of procedures. And so it was always a cash-based service. But you're saying that there's actually a way to get this approved through various insurance companies, right? Yeah, absolutely. Medicare being one of them. Medicare is starting to see the value in the amniotic products. And they've given Q codes to several products that are FDA approved. And we've gone in and built it, worked with them to figure out what the requirements are, what the medical necessity is, and we're able to get paid. That's fantastic. So is it just Medicare that you found that are doing the reimbursements? Or are there other insurance carriers? Yeah, there's other payers. TRICARE will cover it. And Blue Cross and United Healthcare Medicare Advantage plans, they follow Medicare guidelines, they'll cover it as well. That's fantastic. So it's not as simple as just simply putting in a code and just expecting money back. Is that correct? There's a little bit more to it. Yeah, that's correct. That would be really, really nice. Especially if you've been in Cairo or some other specialty that is cash-based. Yeah. It's what to take on. But the basic premise of Medicare and the payers that follow Medicare guidelines is there's three things that are required to get paid. One, patient has to have coverage for the service you're providing. Two, it has to be considered medically necessary. But not just that, it has to be documented. So if you did it, but you didn't document it, you didn't do it. Third thing is submitting the claim correctly. A hundred percent of the time, those three things are in play. With regenerative medicine, they are particularly careful with it. Whereas if you do an adjustment and send it to Medicare for acute treatment, it'll kind of fly through and get computer approved. These are not. These are approved by humans. Got it. So what's the first step in determining if a procedure would be covered by someone's insurance plan? So you have to contact the insurance company 
and ask them specifically about the code for the product you are planning to inject or apply. We actually have a whole department that does that. For a couple in the country, I think we're the largest one. We're very particular. We don't want any provider doing an injection on a patient and then finding out afterwards that it wasn't covered. Yeah, that's a bad day. It is a bad day, especially if it's an expensive product. So for example, we won't just get on availability like very oftentimes the front office staff will do. We call, we talk to humans, we dig deep. So what is the basic essence that you're going to ask this person is how do you do that? So it's very interesting. When we call, we actually had an incident with Aetna where it is a covered code because Medicare covers it, but it is not a payable code. So it's not a payable code. So Aetna considers it covered, but not payable. We thought that was odd. We asked to speak to a supervisor. It didn't make sense to us. We're virtually scratching our heads. And we finally escalated up to a supervisor who said it's considered covered by Medicare, but it is not payable by Aetna. Aetna hires script readers. We're past that. Something oftentimes people, staff don't have time to do. Hopefully everybody's got a great person helping with their eligibility. So this is before they build out or is this after someone's build out or it's got to be before don't even fill an appointment until you know you have coverage so the reason we thought of this it really wasn't even just regenerative we started to look at statistics from across the country and we realized we had more denials the number one reason for denials was the patient wasn't covered for that service on that day and you can't go back and undo it you can't unsee them you can't uninject them wait a second when you said they weren't covered for that procedure, but only on that day, but on the other day, they could have been covered? It could have been that their insur- you checked their insurance on February 27th. It was perfect. They booked an appointment for March 2nd. And guess what? Their insurance expired on February 29th. And you only checked it three or four days ahead of time. We dig really deep. That is one of the number one reasons. The other reason is the grace period allowed by the Affordable Care Act. So everybody has till the 15th of the month to pay their premium. But if they don't pay their premium, their policy is canceled retroactively to the first of the month. So be very careful when you're treating these patients during the first 15 days of the month. That's what we look into. We look to see if the patient has their premium paid in full or if they're in the grace period on an exchange plan. And if you do find that it is covered, there are some other steps that have to be required to do prior to even being able to bill it, correct? Right. So it has to be deemed medically necessary. What is medically necessary for generative product? Uh, it's a little different. Most of the LCDs that are out there, the local coverage determinations, the policies that we all follow have the procedure. And then they have a list of diagnosis codes that they consider medically necessary. And if you use one because it's appropriate for your patient, you're good to go and a computer will approve your claim and pay it. However, this is a process LCD. They're for the process of healing the joint. So if I could use a knee, for example, they want to know what did you try on this patient's knee to resolve their pain, to resolve their inflammation, to resolve their discomfort before you jumped right to this expensive amniotic injection. And that was a little frustrating at first. So I remembered, I'm the taxpayer. That's my money that they're spending on these injections. Maybe it's okay that they're making sure that if the patient twisted their knee getting out of the car, and if you ever had knee pain, you don't realize how you get out of the car until you hurt your knee. It's a crazy way we all bend out of there. If you hurt your knee and it could be resolved with NSAIDs, 
some exercise, some compression, stay off your feet. They don't want you to go do an amniotic injection on this patient. So they want to see the process that they've tried NSAIDs, PT, even hyaluronics, which is not conservative treatment, but at least you tried all these more affordable, conservative ways of resolving the issue before you jump to amniotic. Sorry for the interruption. If you're considering adding peptides to your practice right now is the best time. Learn which peptides work for which conditions and how to actually sell this to your patients. To learn more, go to learnpeptides.com. That's learnpeptides.com. Now, our listeners get a 50% discount on this course. Just use the code, which is my name, Ross, that's Ross, to get 50% off. Just go to learnpeptides.com to get started today. Now, if they're coming to you for the first time, this would probably not be the first thing you need to do with them, right? Correct, correct. You're going to want to definitely try an analgesic injection, um, recommend weight loss, physical therapy if you do it in-house, those types of things. Try to get about 90 days of conservative treatment. If the patient's lucky, you might cure them. That would be terrific. What the government's trying to, to do is they're happy to pay for the regenerative injections, but they should be the last stop before a total knee replacement or the use of opioids. So when you're dealing with a patient, it sounds like the best kind of care you would do would be recommend at least a three-month non-regenerative procedure to see where they get. And then if that doesn't work, then that's when they're going to probably allow you to do this amniotic injection. Is that accurate? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I have a care plan built up that I'm happy to share with everyone. Some different protocols, treatments that you can do for the patient that continue to escalate, do a series of hyaluronics, followed by the regenerative. It's actually, you can really cure a patient's knee for about $3,300, avoid a total knee replacement and the recovery involved, the cost involved, and opioid use. It's what I call the trifecta of healthcare. Provide quality patient outcome. You save the government money, which is our money as a taxpayer. So you would do this conservative care program for, say, three months. And if they continue to still have problems, then this is when you can, and you've had time to actually contact the insurance to make sure it's covered, right? Right. You don't want to recommend it to the patient if they can't afford it. Or they don't have the right coverage. For right. It. So once that happens, then you are able to typically bill out for the procedure. Now, after the procedure, are other therapies going to be covered or is that going to do any restrictions? No. Hopefully it's a one and done. Help the patient, cure them, have them come back in six months for a follow-up and move on to the next patient. Having said that, a lot of people are like 95% okay. It's totally okay to try another series of hyaluronics. It's okay to try some analgesics. We'll bring them back in for a little recovering physical therapy if you do it in-house. So this is basically a complete plan. that They can do these procedures, but it has to be a part of an entire program, not just, hey, come on in, we'll do an injection, you're out, you're covered. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, absolutely. And if somebody went to another doctor and then they see your marketing and they want to try a hyaluronic, you can request a medical record and jump straight to the injection. If they've already tried other procedures. If they've already tried it. That you but can for verify. you, that total package, yes. that me, is a good package. Is it state by state or is it national in regards to the average reimbursements that are coming from these, let's say, this specific procedure? 
Yeah, it, it is state by state. Literally, it is based on local coverage policy. I have states that have a flat fee. They pay fifteen fifty per CC. I have states that pay 15% over invoice. I have states that pay 6% over invoice. Well, I don't want to be in that state. Yeah, yeah. I need to know where you're at. The other reason I like it to be part of a package. Buy this expensive product and then you're only going to make four or $500. One, what's wrong with making four or $500? Inject lidocaine, you make about 11 cents. You get paid for the injection. You pay for the ultrasound guidance or the fluoroscopy. So I like to build the whole package so that you're looking at it as case-by-case basis. Okay, this patient's bilateral. After paying for the expensive amniotic product and the hyaluronics, I'm still going to make $3,300 per me on this patient. It's a nice package. Sure, because it's a package. It's not just a procedure. Right. And I think that that works really well for integrative practices because chiropractors are very used to dealing with packages. Or any other pain management. Or any other pain management. Yeah, they not just chiropractic. used to billing this, anyway. This applies to pain management and orthopedic and all that other stuff. So tell us a little more about your company and what they do. So this is a complete a la carte patient support back office program. We started working with practices, identifying workflow deficiencies and staffing deficiencies, and we fill the gaps on an as-needed basis so we can help with medical billing. For people who are doing their own billing, excuse me, or their office manager doing the billing, usually someone's getting the claims out, but they're not following up. That is something that we can take off their plate. We also do the eligibility verifications. Because they're so complicated, many front office people are great with the patients, honest, nobody steals co-pays, they're fabulous on the phone. They really lost when they get into the eligibility. And that's why it was the number one denial that we were looking at when we were looking at our statistics nationwide. The department that does that, we help with credentialing, MIPS and MACRA, completion and bonuses. Whatever, chronic care management is something that's fantastic. Chiros are not eligible for it, but once you bring in a nurse practitioner, you're eligible to do chronic care management. And we teach you how to maximize all the income streams that are appropriate for your practice and for your staff. Now, can you completely take over all the different, let's say a practice is small, and doesn't really have an effective billing department or they just don't have it. Can you do all? We do full service bundle. We do it all the time. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Please subscribe to be notified of all new episodes and also like and share this to help us grow. To find out more about this speaker, become a speaker on our show, to have Dr. Carter present at your event or podcast, learn more about coaching, consulting, tissue allographs, exosomes, supplements, legal help, or how to create a million-dollar business card to dominate your local area, we're here to help you. Just text your name and your question to 561-962-1231. Write that down. That's 561-962-1231. Or you can go to our website at drrosscarter.com. That's D-R-R-O-S-S-C-A-R-T-E-R.com to learn more. Until next time, this is Dr. Ross Carter signing off. Signing off.